1: Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. There
2: we go. We We
3: We got the new... The soundtrack of the film sorted. Oh, we've got the new sound gross. effects
2: yeah. the, um a close up on Alan Bates' face. <laughs> <laughs> John Hurt finds out that his bicycle tire is flat. <laughs> So, I've got a new pad. I've got a new pad that a guy called Gary gave me the other day.
3: Mm-hmm. Was that what before you and went I've back got, got into prison? <laughs> yeah.
2: And I've got this, the, that many notes from the first half hour of um, The,
4: the Shout. Shout. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, that's as far as I got. I got as far as um, Alan Bates coming around for lunch, inviting right. himself in. Yeah. And then, what's her name? Is it Susan Hampshire or someone like that? Just, ooh, looking at him like, ooh, he's. Well, he's got such a thick neck.
3: Not much yes. happens after that, so let's let's get into it. And then we're,
2: we're, yes, all
3: right. Should we go? Should we
0: start? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, uh, let, let me. Uh, Even let though let me we go. already have started.
1: Britain, an ancient kingdom with legends of violence, cruelty, and torment in its blood. Join your hosts, Ross, John, and James, as they bravely tread where few would dare witness their journey into the horrific history of British horror. They are... The General Witchfinders. Finders.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome back to the 35th episode of the General Witchfinders Podcast. I'm James
2: in Bournemouth in southern England. I'm John in Treforest, which is in South Wales, which is in the south of Wales.
3: I'm Ross in Dorchester in southern England. And this time we witnessed The Shout!
5: than the frightening power of exorcism. More mystifying than any omen of reincarnation. The soul-shattering experience of the shout. You are looking at a man possessed of baffling powers. His name is Charles Crossley. He's incredibly well-read. The power to take the souls of others. Oh, yes, it's true. If a young man wants a girl for his wife, he steals some trivial possession from her, casts a spell over it, and then she finds him irresistible.
1: That's funny.
5: Just buckle. Alan Bates is Crossley. Master of primitive man's deepest secrets. And they are all dwarfed by his awesome shout. If I shouted for you now, you would die. As would your wife and anyone else around here. Susanna York is Rachel. First her soul, then her whole being possessed by the man with the shout. John Hurt is Antony. His only chance to break the spell is in a stone. But which stone? And where? Where are you? Find you. How long do you think you'll be able to stay? Months. So you'd better make yourself scarce. (laughs) It's not entirely normal. Oh, and what's normal? That's normal. The magician at the tailcoat gave me a terrible power over my enemies. He taught me the use of the terror of the shot. Now I can kill with it. Kill. Instantly. Prepare yourself. Every muscle, every nerve for the ultimate soul-shattering experience of the shout.
2: <laughs> Shall I do this in the background while James oh, yes. is talking? Yeah,
3: but. absolutely. Well, only for dramatic points, I think. So, okay. The Shout
0: is a 1978 British horror film directed by G- Jerry. Golemski, who was also an actor in Mars Attacks and played a general in Marvel's The Avengers, apparently. According to it. So that's news to me. It was based on a short story by Robert Graves, author of *I Claudius* or *I Clavdibs, and great friend of Spike Milligan, with whom the 1960s until his death he frequently exchanged letters.
3: Many of which are collected in the book *Dear Robert, Dear Spike*. Okay, in the Mm. in the notes uh <laughs> because i got the dv uh the blu-ray for this in the notes mm. it says that he had um he had an unconventional romantic liaison in school with spike milligan
4: oh oh god okay. but i can't right.
3: find any of you have more evidence of
2: that anywhere on the <laughs> okay. internet so i don't know if that's
3: something kim newman made up but um possibly
2: <laughs> is he uh is he a contemporary of spike or is he well I younger think- I don't know. Did they go to school together?
3: Well, I would hope so. Otherwise, one of them is <laughs> abusing the other, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's um, move swiftly on from that. Yeah, okay. anyway,
2: that bit will all be um... put in the bonus section. <laughs> <Right>. Speak down. <laughs> is that
0: right? So, Grave's short story was adapted for the screen by Skolim and Michael Austin, screenwriter of Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, <laughs> Lord of the Apes. Insane film. Uh, the film was the first to be produced by Jerry Thomas under his recorded picture company banner. Thomas went on to produce and executive produce 70 more films to date, including Naked Lunch, The Last Emperor, Crash, The Great Rock and Roll Swindle, Sexy Beast, and High Rise.
2: What a oh. CV. What a CV that is. That's I didn't like High Rise,
3: though.
2: Oh, all right. Okay. But okay, did you in. see who his father and uncle were?
3: I know his father was a, uh, a filmmaker, but I didn't. Uh, who was who was he?
2: So we, I can't remember which way around it is, but his father directed every Carry On film, right? Oh, <laughs> and his uncle. But I can't remember which way around it was. Did all of the doctor in whatever? Um, oh, with fantastic. James Robertson
0: Justice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 uh, James Robertson Justice falling into a bath full of custard <laughs> while nurses try and inject him. <laughs> <laughs> <Reep>.
4: <laughs>
3: you need a right. super sausage that makes those noises, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
2: well, I, I can try with this one. Hang on. It's not so. Oh, that was quite good, wasn't it? Hang on. Okay,
3: you need to re edit a carry on film with those sounds,
2: I think. That the- James <laughs> Robertson Justice Falls Into the Bath. <laughs> <laughs> Which is in another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: <It's the> sci-fi <laughs> remix,
0: right? Okay, so the interiors for this film were shot at Pinewood Studios. The film sets were designed by the art director Simon Holland, who was responsible for *Quattrofemia*, *Buster*, <laughs> *Nuns on the Run*, which I saw in the cinema, and yeah. *King Ralph*. The uh, North How Devon they? coast, yeah. The North Devon coastline, specifically Saunton Sands and uh, Broughton Burrows, were used for the bulk of the location Sh- shooting. The Church of Saint Peter's in Wesley was used for the church scenes. The soundtrack is by Michael Rutherford and Tony Banks of the rock band Genesis. Uh, no Phil Collins, no Peter Gabriel involved in this in any way, shape, or form. And they did it after the original <laughs> or Brian choice. Eno. Oh, exactly. Yes, quite. Uh, after the original first choice, David Bowie turned it down. Uh, When heard in theatres in Dolby Stereo, it was orally separating and distorting. Reportedly, 40 different music tracks were used for the sound, when it was usual for films of this era to use just four. The film was nominated for the Palme d'Or at the 1978 Car- Calm oh, Film sick. Festival, apparently so, and received the grand prize of the jury in a tie with Bye Bye Monkey, a film starring <laughs> Jihad Depardieu about a man who finds the corpse of King Kong and Kong's orphan son and takes it to a friend who lives in the city and they decide to raise it. Yep. Who knew? Well, uh, it, uh, that is
3: on YouTube as well. I've watched some bits of it and the um, okay. the corpse of Kong they find is incredibly badly
2: um,
4: rendered. <laughs> These are dark.
2: This is like a dark era for cinema's history, isn't (laughs) it? Like the late seventies, early eighties, a lot of weird shit was happening. Yeah, which I think is, um, yeah, which I think is often um, kind of thrown into deep shade by things like Star Wars and stuff. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But lots of weird films were kind, and this is one of the weirdest from what I've. the first half an hour that I've seen. I think you should maybe explain
3: <laughs> to the, the um, well, you don't need to explain yourself, John. Just
2: explain <laughs> to the listener. Uh, dear listener, I w- I've been in a, in, well, we've we've um, had difficulty reconvening this because we've all been so busy. Yes. And then today we've been in the emergency vets with the cat. So I've watched the first half an hour of the film, which to be honest, wasn't the best way to decompress after being in an emergency vets. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, while people, you know, are having their animals put down, a dog was brought in that had been run over on the motorway, etc., 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 etc. Yeah. So, um,
3: so yeah, but well, well, it worked well with how Races, but you stopped watching how Racer halfway through. So we thought this <laughs> is, <laughs> we, we can manage this. We, we can, we we riff can carry, on it. Yeah, we can riff on it. We and um, I think you, I've watched it. You and can I,
2: explain. Yeah, I you can explain, explain it to me.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, and like okay. I said, I've watched and it I, loads of times because we have to. I, we've, we have to abandon it every time. We say we're going to do this. I watched the film because I can't remember it. Then we abandoned it, <laughs> and then I watched it. So, um, I put yeah, six Ross. or seven times, maybe cursed oh to
0: God. Ross cursed yeah. to watch the shout yeah. for all eternity. Well, I've
3: gone through like a phase of hating it, loving it, and I'm I'm mm. back to hating it again. Though, okay, so. really? okay.
2: I quite well, liked what I saw. This is this is one I've wanted to watch for a while that I hadn't mm-hmm. heard of, and it's come into my kind of radar quite recently as being a kind of cult film so I did want to see it um, I haven't felt disappointed so far but nor have I seen any glimpse of a kind of story mm. well I've
3: got the short story because it is based on a short story by Robert Graves so I went and yes. I got the book
2: look at that cover <laughs>
3: <laughs> the book has got a picture of um, Alan Bates shouting <laughs> on the cover.
2: <laughs> <doing> it, that. <laughs> it just looks like a kind of um, prog rock album kind yeah. of cover, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And it's got, I, yeah. you know, when,
3: they, when they have these great bad quality, like, yeah. uh, sort of set photos in there. Do, I, still from.
2: it. My favourite like,
3: books growing up were when you could see that there were some white pages in the middle of photographs oh, from the yeah. film. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Star yeah. Wars we'll and Gremlins.
2: Star Trek motion picture, probably. Yeah.
0: So the, the two things that I want to bring to the table before we get going on this is that, number one, when because, of course, it's freely available on YouTube, this film, dear, dear listener, so you can watch
3: it for nothing. Oh, is it? But, yes. oh, well, don't yeah. Don't say yeah, that. We got told off last time we said that, didn't
0: we? <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Or, or you can invest in it and yeah, buy for yourself. Yeah, I did buy it the, for the blue and, and, and Ross did yeah. do, do, do that. I so hate
2: I- to watch it on BFI.
0: Oh, lovely. So yeah. when I was put in the search for it, the other thing that came up was a two-minute introduction from Mark Kermode done for the BFI. Oh. And I have to say that what he said, so this is why I'm flagging it up, I totally agree with what he said. And he, of course, also cites, great touch though for the podcast, Kim Newman, with what Kim yeah. Newman says about it, which is, this is part of a genre of British films which aren't quite horror films, but they're unsettling and he also says this shares something in common with the wicker man in that it features normal kind of day-to-day sort of mundane life with something weirdly supernatural injected into it yes and i would say yeah absolutely that off the that was very much and i then started watching it and thought oh yeah i I think that's a a very very fair kim newman also Uh,
3: said on the blu-ray commentary i listened hmm. to that I'm the person people get on to do commentaries when no one else wants to talk about something. <laughs>
0: it's all right. No. Uh, hey, man, if there's a paycheck in it. <laughs> and then the other thing why I, why, why I was really looking forward to doing this one, and I think I mentioned it on one of the podcasts before, is that I once saw an excerpt from this during a BBC TV series, which was called, and I've researched it today, Best of British, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was, which was yes! narrated by John Mills. And was it on, do- on like a Friday? Well, incredibly, it, was- it ran. It ran from 1987 to yeah. 1994.
2: I remember and it really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it what would, they would show do- clips
2: from. Um- You've got yes, it. Yeah, That's yeah, what, yeah, On yeah, yeah. a certain theme, yes,
0: aka the hero, yeah, um, villains. Uh, the war, etc., etc. House
3: invasion for people who have sex with your wife.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, and some of that. And I definitely remember remember them sort of describing the plot of the film. And I, yeah. even as I, I guess I would have been eleven or twelve, thinking oh wow that sounds eerie and weird and the bit that they showed at the time <laughs> at, at 11 or 12 just from thinking this film looked bizarre and insane and it was so <laughs> out of kilter with everything else that they would show in this nice yes. little half an Cooks. hour package yeah, yeah like
2: from the just dam like, busters or like exactly um, but the bit so- the film i can't remember which film it is now and you'll have to bleep this out Cleves. but the bit where they've got a dog called
3: yeah, that's Dan Busters.
2: <laughs> that is Dan Busters, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. it's like stuff like that, you know, happy-go-lucky. Mm. Um, but no, I do remember that, James. And I feel like it was on, it might have been on BBC Two, and it was a bit I of a filler it, yeah. in the schedule. It but was. I feel like it was on like on a half seven, on like a Wednesday that's or right. a Friday night. That's right, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. in uh, on in the afternoon then. Yes. And so at the
3: so, like- so, same time Rolf's Cartoon Club was on. <laughs>
2: yeah all right okay let's, let's
0: move on from that <laughs> Right. so those were my kind of two points of reference going into this and then yeah so i watched it and it was always nice to, it's nice to see isn't it it starts off with something that you don't really see anymore which is the rank organization yes <laughs> <J. Arthur> An- <laughs> Boing, the guy hitting the, the the guy in his pants he, he looks yeah. kind of i don't know if this is my imagination really but i was gonna say he looks like you see he's slightly oiled up isn't he? Yeah, the, oh, the definitely. Gong, yeah. The gong yeah, smasher. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I can remember that being um, on, on, on the rank. news when they had a new man
2: yes, being right, I cast it, yes. to,
3: to do that part. So one it's day-
2: also the name of the Smith's live album. R- yes, what, the gong Rank. No, rank. Yeah. Oh, rank, and it's actually yeah. named after J. Arthur Rank. Yes. I think so, Morrissey wrote it down and said Rank as in J. Arthur.
3: So, John, we, I thought you would have enjoyed the opening scene of the car. Yeah, me streaming. too. Any comment on uh,
2: the, Well, it's a 2CV. Um, I don't know if it's a Diane or if it is just a 2CV. I can't remember now, but a Diane was like an update of a 2CV that had square headlights rather than round headlights. There's a mini Clubman there, which I think you see um, John Hurt driving later, which is a very interesting Kind of pewter colour, which I'm not really aware of, and then there is another kind of roots group, um, kind of limousine style car there, like a Humber or something like that. But I, I'm not sure what else. But it, the the that opening shot reminded me quite a lot of um, our friend um, the Stone Tape, where you see all the cars in the car park, uh, and it's like someone just right. So she drives in. And then she goes in, and all the bodies are in the- It's a very strange opening, isn't it? So Susan Hampshire gets out of her 2CV, t- uh, De Cheveux. It's called a 2CV because it's got two, two
4: horsepower. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what... Um,
4: yeah.
2: it, it was meant to be able to carry, I think, four farm labourers in <sighs> comfort over a plowed field. That's the... Sus- <laughs> That's the suspension settings that they went for, and there was well, that's, enough that's space the French to, for you. <laughs> yeah, there was enough space in it to carry a picnic, and I think you can, take you can also up. take the chairs out. Yes. Yeah. but you can you can set, certainly do that in the Renault Four as well. I think yeah. these are but, exactly
3: um, the things we're going to need in cars um, in a couple of years' time when <laughs> the whole world goes to shit.
2: <laughs> so she goes in, and um, she goes into this general purpose kind of hospital environment which looks Mm. exactly like every episode of Hammer House of Horror which is Mm -hmm. made around the same time and then she's sewn a load of bodies in a um
3: on the table from a dining room
2: is it like a luncheon hall or something like that yeah Yeah, it's a
3: dining room yeah
2: and then is Alan Bates uncovered at that point yes
3: but I don't think it's I don't think it's clear who who you are yeah because it's no um,
2: it's the doctor
3: um was, uh, someone, Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent. And, uh, and okay. then the last
0: one's Alan Bates. I think, I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I mm. thought part of this story, or part of the whole idea of this film is you, that what you see when we're, beginning, we're told the John Hurt story is entirely told in flashback. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that the characters that you're seeing in the asylum setting. Are mm. uh, the guy telling the story? Yep. Him using these people to populate his story. Yes, or have I read that totally wrong. Y-
3: yes, but he isn't because they, at the end they take the the neck the um, necklace off of him. And yeah, he's got the, got right. The, the, the stuff, but yeah, the whole thing is about it's unreliable narrative. It's, yes, yes. Um, mm. and it's the story's being told. And then the story's inside the story, and, then yeah. and he, at one point, so. We should skip for So, at one point, he says, um, this is a true story, but I do, I do change the order. Yes. And, yes. And what happens, but it's essentially a, a, a true story. And,
2: and I'm not, playing all the right notes, but not necessarily, not necessarily. in the right, yeah. right yeah. order.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but it's, I think it's, um, talking about, you know, where is the truth in the story? Yes. You know, is it, it it's, is it more with, to do with like the, um, the, the, the meaning is the truth, rather yeah. than the actual mm. the events, which which,
2: which which narrative. Yeah, yes, interesting. Um, so then it starts, and you've got um, a good cast. Uh, you can see in a, in a horrible uh, sans serif, nineteen seventies typeface, which is
3: <laughs> whilst aborigine he's walking towards the um the, the okay. camera.
2: Yeah, and uh, so the figure on the beach always makes me think of Oh Whistle and I'll Come to You. So mm-hmm. it's always a bit... They're always on slightly dodgy ground with something like that. But also, it looks like... Is he meant to be in a, in the Sahara? Or is it, it just looks like... Um, I, think it's meant to, on sea.
3: I think it's meant to be the Outback. <laughs> but it's, it's basically the same dunes which they're using for the yes. rest of the film as well. Yes, it
2: yeah. remi- really reminds me of the Hammer House of Horror episode, the house that bled to death. Where in the ending um, you're meant to think that um, the characters have moved to Miami, but actually it's <laughs> obviously just someone swimming pool in like Boreham Wood or somewhere yeah. on a really like wet horrible Overcast day. day. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so Cleveland...
3: <laughs> with Del Boy going past on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, and the music at this point sounds a bit hooey. I thought when James did quadrifonia, I thought it sounds like the start. Of the it's like the start of a Who film. It's really mm. weird music, isn't it? It's like music that's not really there. Mm. I thought that, bearing where they make all all this brouhaha
0: about the fact that it's, you know, two members of Genesis. There's not much incidental music. No. There's some weird sounds. John, that might be your cue there. Hang on. There's things like that, but there's no like, oh, here's. Yeah. Yeah, there's, There's plenty of that going on. But Is it as no good as that, though, James? No, it's not as good as that. Uh, but I just wanted to flag up <laughs> that as I was watching it, and as the credit, because it's one of those films which you don't really get anymore, where they put the credits up at the start.
3: It's like so kids no, say, yes. if there's any film that does yeah. that; they they, they straighten the
0: right. And there, there were two absolute two names that just leapt out at me. Right, first of all, yes. project development, Peter Van Prague, <laughs> 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 and his surname was spelled P R. A-A-G-H-G. Ah! Whoa. <laughs> Pizza fan. <laughs> yeah. Ah! So that That's was really, shout, really satisfying. It is. Yeah. That's really satisfying. And the stagehand was someone called Clunky Hughes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought, you don't get people called Clunky anymore, <laughs> well, do you? I see you? what else other films Clunky, clunky Hughes. Hughes did. How do you spell it, James?
0: C-L-U-N-K-Y space H-U-S-E. Was he clunky? not called Chunky? clunky I, I double checked well
3: it says clunky hoose on that uh, um Thank wc it. clunky hoose
2: clunky. yeah, yeah. Clunky. I, th- I think i misread it as chunky, chunky. and thought that hoose was like Hughes, <laughs> but like a, just a different spelling
3: okay. known for willow moonraker and Robin Hood Prince of <gasps> Thieves, apparently. Oh wow.
2: lovely. Moonraker, you can't be Bond in space, can
0: I you? <laughs> and is that the one where where Jaws bites when they're when
3: they're in yes. um the uh, when sparkles, they're in
2: Rio yes. and, and Jaws bites through the, the ropes of the cable cars? It's the best Bond film, in other words, James. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he worked in seventy seven films. The last one we did was a Cinderella story. Oh wow um, oh. in two thousand eleven. And yeah. He was, I don't remember. He that worked one. on the Crow, Super Mario Brothers. Um Last of the Mohicans. Clunking
2: um, yeah. away. Yeah.
3: Spice Plunking like away. Us.
4: <laughs> Spice like Supergirl. Like us.
3: Octopussy. <laughs> Star Wars. Return of the Jedi. I used to wow. really fancy
2: the girl in Supergirl.
4: Yes. Helen. That's what was
2: the name? Was it Helen Slater or something like that? Yes. Absolutely first, right first. Incredible. Time. Yeah, but what a rubbish film. It's it dreadful. Yeah.
3: Yes. His first film um, was called The Mini Mob.
2: So you've got all these really weird characters are introduced with this really frenetic um handheld camera work mm. and then um Tim Curry Tim Curry pops up and then this woman comes to the top of the stairs and is like don't try and look at my skirt uh and but then weirdly everyone's voices are dubbed which gives it this really strange feel so then you go outside to where they're setting up a cricket match mm. which is this kind of kind of overarching introduction. It feels like someone who isn't British, i.e. the director, trying to do a bit of a metaphor for English life or kind of English country life. But you've got these weird kind of dubbed voices for old people um where one of the old men is going you old cow and it's but it's obvious he's not saying that yeah well, i <laughs> it's think it's someone else dubbed this is just really weird
3: and, and it's and, not clear that this is a, a mental assignment, uh, isn't it no it's, it's, no not at you all you have to kind of try and pick that up for, for, yeah. from what's going on
2: it's uh, very 60 it's a bit like a wacky 60s vibe
3: yes well i thought the whole thing is that the 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 vibe the feeling that
0: i got was it's all very rd lang if are, well rd lang was the kind of radical psychologist in the 1960s who yes. said you know well we shouldn't medicate people we just you know people that are insane they're in a the schizophrenic we just need just to write like, it all talk, down just just talk <laughs> to the man and just treat them like they're normal people and <laughs> and you know had therapy where he just got them to do lots of art as well and things like that and he wrote a very famous book called Knotts, knots k-n-o-t-s uh mm. since then you know his theories have been sort of partially you know kind of discredited by the psychiatric community D- but it yeah, but at the same time, lots of people, and he is still a name that comes up a lot in the, his whole thing of, well, you know, if you're trying to, if, if someone's mentally unwell, the way that you help them is to sort of help them think through what's the matter with mm-hmm. them, don't, you know, don't. And so this whole kind of, well, we're going to have a game of cricket and we're going to treat everyone like they're normal.
3: I thought, oh, yes. this,
0: this is all kind of Ardie Lang-esque vibes, is what I put.
3: Monster craving.
2: That's,
3: that's Katie <laughs> Katie oh my god! I, I but, started um, singing that and realised I didn't know the tune very well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're kind of left to choose for yourself who who is mad and who is normal mm. at this point. Are you? And then you're introduced to the frankly tedious and really annoying character that Alan Bates is playing.
3: <laughs> it made me think of art school posturing where people yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna wear this outfit because it makes me look cool and I'm gonna sit yeah. uh, sit with my legs sprayed really far apart. Yeah and,
2: and t- Tur- turn up to something I'm not invited to. Yeah. Talk boring shit. Yeah. The character Alan Bates's character really is very much like um so me and Cleaver went to art college. James, you you escaped that um
0: <laughs> that,
2: that, that, Tedium. that <laughs> but you you do have people that are the art school knobs that don't um, um and I'm not talking specifically about people here that we've known but um you know they dress in a certain way and they and they're they're just pompous they're kind of um armchair theorists aren't they and mm. they've got no real backup to so they might actually be quite handsome or or attractive in some way, but actually they're just really boring people, and mm. you're just like, oh, God, oh. As he turned up? And I think that's Alan Bates in this film, from what I've seen to this point, which mm. is this kind of cod psychology bullshit. Mm. Yeah, you know? just
3: just from making shit up to make yourself feel mm. uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and
2: I, I, um, I once wrestled an octopus, mm. or like... Um, <laughs> I was asked to um join Formula One, but I was too tall for the cars, you know, it's just <laughs> that kind of absolute bullshit. So yeah, so we've got this so within this kind of idea of this kind of archetype of the English cricket uh match. Yes. We've got this sequence with Alan Bates where he starts to tell his story to Tim Curry.
3: Yeah. In yes. a shared, uh, so, so well hold on, hold well, on. Well where it's they do the scoring. Bit... So there's yeah, always but,
0: a Ross, shared, it's a scorer's box, Ross. Yes. Yes. So I, like-
3: I, I do not know anything about not cricket. A
0: cricket box. No. No, that would be a very yeah. different thing. But yes, yeah, so just <laughs> for, for, for people listening, on, just to clarify, yeah. Tim Curry turns up. He is it's seemingly an outsider in some way, shape, or form. He's also a, a, a supposed psychiatrist, a doctor, and then the man who is running the institute uh, and he's seemingly behind this, uh, you know, this this weird cricket match. He yes. says, right, you do the scoring. And then he says, I want you to meet somebody. And he says, he's the most incredibly intelligent person you'll ever meet, and, uh, you know, and, and all of yes. this stuff. And he's like, I want you to do the scoring with him. And it's Alan Bates. So Tim Curry and Alan Bates sit down inside this cricket scoring box. Yes. And whilst they're in there and they start watching the game and we are introduced to, uh, you know, other characters that are in the mental institution and other people that are watching, uh, you know, the camera pans around and we see them. It's very bucolic. So it's, it's really, really beautiful. It Wherever is. they're filming it, it's very, very, it's archetypal British countryside. Mm. Although yes. it's the world's worst cricket pitch as uh, you know it's, it's joyful it's just, it's just there's no markings or line to it whatsoever yes. but anyway that's that, that, that's a whole different thing and then so while these two guys are in this cricket scorers box um, he uh, he sorry uh, Alan Bates turns to um, uh, Tim frank Curry Inverter. Inverter, exactly. And exactly <laughs> after his frank Inverter pomp but before he went off to America to be in it and Muppet uh, yeah um, Modern Legend Islands, etc. Was he in
2: one where, um, like there was, was it like a bit like Cluedo or something like yes. that? Clue, yeah, Clue, which is Clue, which is yes, 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 yeah, yeah. He yeah. was in that one. That was always on on a on a Saturday night on BBC yes. One before like the old house party or something. Is oh, it no, true? It
3: was on late. Is it true that Clue had was like it? different endings? Yes,
0: Ross. Yes, yes. Oh. when you when you watch it on TV, you get all of the endings, right? <laughs> But when they released it in the cinema, it went out with different endings. And so depending choose on where your you own saw it, you got, do you remember yeah. those books where you could choose oh, your own ending? Yeah. Choose your own adventure books are the best. But Fuck, that is, they were weird, um, weren't they? What? Then, uh, some, one we're told, first of all, that one of the people bowling is one of the patients, but we're also told that he used to play cricket for England.
3: Mm-hmm. Which, which
0: they just kind of skirt but over. But he's too I'm dangerous
3: like, because he would throw the ball yeah. at, the, at the people. Yes. Was there and a the thing called cricket- Bodyline? Yeah. Well, it's not a that. film. Right. It was a TV series, Ross, which is oh all they, about. They dragged that out. That's dragged it. out. It was
0: brilliant. <laughs> it's, it, it's all about how England went down to the uh, went down to Australia to play the Ashes and they in- incorporated a new style of bowling which is really really physical and so it wasn't oh. that old kind of victorian gentleman kind of well i shall give you a chance to score sir so yeah, you know you would yeah, yeah, pitch him yeah. up and literally hit the player mm. um yeah. and and you know the, the australian team featured don bradman this is thrilling i'm sure for <laughs> our teenage listeners yeah. right now but yeah. anyway the the series
2: H- James, do has... you really think we've got teenage listeners
0: <laughs> well, you know you know what i mean but the the series <laughs> featured um, um uh, Agent Smith from the... Uh, what, what's his name? Wolfie Smith. No, <laughs> Lindsay. No, the Australian actor. He was in Priscilla um, Queen of the Desert. He was Agent or Smith. Or Guy Pierce. No, the other
3: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold Beck, one. Um, Beck who plays Al
3: Ron? Him. Who? Hugo Weaving.
0: Hugo Weaving. Thanks, Beck. Oh, so yes. So, so, yes, it featured Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving said in it. Anyway. Where that is, is Beck?
2: Is she sat on the toilet watching New Yeah.
3: No, no, she's sitting in the corner <laughs>
2: doing some work. Oh, yes. But I've got a
3: mattress in between us to, to, to muffle <laughs> any noise. <laughs> Married
2: life, eh, yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, and uh, the line that I wrote down when describing this bowler, he, he's magnificently bad-tempered. And I thought, oh, I, I just want someone to, to describe me as being magnificently bad-tempered. That's great. So after this, so so the, the game of cricket begins. Um, a, a, pl- a person is bowled out, and then the new batsman who goes in is TV's pre,
2: John Hurt
0: pre-alien, pre Alien, yeah. pre The Elephant Man, John pre Hurt, pre War Doctor? Pre, oh, yeah. Yes, all of the all of the above. In comes John Hurt, and then Alan B- Alan Bates says, "Oh, um, you know, I've, I know him, or you know, he is uh, he's, he's he's a person of some notoriety, so on and so forth." And then Tim is oh, really? And then I put down, this is a line that even in reality or in films, the moment someone goes, I'm about to tell you a story, and you must yes. trust me, but every word I'm about to tell you is true. Oh, I'm, like, I'm 100% yeah. on board. <laughs> Whatever oh. you're about to tell me, uh, yes.
2: I was, you- I was thinking, this is the moment I'd just be like... Sorry, there's just somewhere I've got to be. And I just, I would literally leave because I know it's going to be the fantasy of some. I've been to so many car shows where I've heard, um, so many classic car owners tell totally fabricated stories about how they've, um, you know, crashed a Ferrari in like the brain Glass tunnels in Newport. That's a real um, story. Arm wrestle Sterling
0: Moss. That sort of thing. At
2: this, at this juncture, I just want to point out that, um, the fiftieth Doctor Who new adventure, which was called, oh shit, I can't remember what it. Is. But I read it on the coach to Nebworth to see Oasis. Yeah. Oh. oh, what's it called? We're going to have to Google this. <laughs> but that the the central part of that novel is also a cricket match. And this cricket match in this film really suddenly out of nowhere made me think of that Doctor Who novel, which I haven't read since 1996 on the bus to see Oasis, Oasis in Network. Network. And it was just this really weird kind of um, thing that just came out of nowhere that was like, oh, this really reminds me of that Doctor Who novel. Just the imagery, because obviously mm. it's a book. It's, you know, it's how I imagined mm. the, uh, the, um, and that novel is set in 2010. Oh,
4: (laughs) so i read it in 1996
2: and it's already 13 years in the past now which is quite weird happy
3: endings by paul Cornell.
2: happy endings by paul cornell who we previously spoke to on um on a a different iteration iteration of uh, of this podcast
3: yeah about a book he didn't write and then he got a bit annoyed with us about it well what did it
2: was that you, Cleaver, yeah, that saying really, that. Yeah. What, what book did I you say that he about, wrote?
3: I started talking about Lung Barrow and did <laughs> it right, someone else wrote it. And weirdly enough,
0: well, just add, to, add add to that see if yep. see if we get sued over this. But many years <laughs> later many years later, I and my friend Matt ran a panel at a comics convention <gasps> yeah. in, uh, in 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 oh, in Cheltenham. Yeah. And we did a version a comics version of just a minute the the radio four show um so it was just like a light-hearted panel thing that yeah. is just a break from middle-aged men talking about how hard can batman punch people and things like that right yeah so and cornell put himself forward to be on the panel no way at, yeah yeah and the panel in, in included uh the kind of anime artist Sonia Leong, who was who's really great fun. Yeah. Um, Jeff Furman, one of the guys who who did the 1980s Transformers comics. Yeah,
2: yeah. Are you, do you mean Simon Furman? Simon or, Furman. Yeah, yeah. Simon, you're quite well, right. It's That's Simon, my mistake. Simon Furman, and it's Jeff Senior. Jeff Senior That's was the right. artist, That's, thank and they're my where two favourite. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And yeah. he was he was great fun. Yeah. And then we had Paul Cornell, mm. and all I'll say is Cornell kicks up a massive bus, and was so miserable, it was unbelievable. Uh, Because rather than saying writer of doctor who and author of some things for dc comics said so, da. da, da, da out Matt had had written this introduction that basically like like went through like some of he, he said so the line was you may know him as the writer of doctor who and so on so yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and so on but he is also the author of and i can't even remember if it was that we mentioned but he immediately kind of butted in with he went oh nice way to read through wikipedia <laughs> and I just kind of gave him a sideways look. It's just like, this is just a bit of fun. Calm down. Yes. And then he was in an unbelievable strop for the rest of the thing and sort
2: of stormed off at the end. But also, he blocked me on Twitter because of some weird spat um, that's so Doctor Who, where lots of people were having a big argument on Twitter about whether the, um, the talons of Wen Chang, Chang was a racist Doctor Who story or not, which... <laughs> It, it obviously is quite racist because yes. it features like a um, a Chinese homunculus uh, dwarf man and, yeah, and you know God, God knows what yeah. yeah but also it was made in 1977 and have you seen like it ain't Our hot different man. then yeah 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 yeah. it's just
4: yeah, it's a different he
2: blocked me over that so I just Aww. thought and I absolutely loved his novels when I was growing up as a teenager mm. I thought his top two novels were the literally the dna of doctor who so
0: so it's so back to, so back to the shout though there's this trying yeah for, for a rope around this so what we then cut to as alan bates says to tim curry okay well everything i'm about to tell you is true
3: and
4: the,
0: the story begins and once again we're in um 45 devon. minutes we're into,
3: we're into our podcast yes begins,
0: yeah. yeah normal standard <laughs> yeah. i'm saying yeah. so we're in devon we're very very uh, kind of countryside devon on the coast right down on the coast there and we see i put down that john hurt's character is either like he's channeling delia derbyshire or he's about to (laughs) drop the hottest techno album of (laughs) 2007 isn't it this part was amazing and
2: that's what made me that's what inspired me to bring this This, this along tonight because i was like where is this film going He's mm. suddenly got like picture Francis Bacon paintings Pictures, pinned to his yes. wall. Yeah. He's he's recording himself smoking a fag. Ooh, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And like, pl- is he making pl- an album? Or yeah,
3: and mm. playing like a sardine tin with a a, a violin bow and stuff. I, I just imagine yes, just what you spend Marbles your day in doing, a tin.
2: Um, John. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> flash a bit of paint on a, on a canvas. To be honest, I did write. Um, and you can see here, back to front. Yeah. I want his studio yeah. because his his studio in it is amazing. You know, and he had, it's got
3: a, like he had this... a, a dog on a shelf. Like his dog was, was like <laughs> lived on a shelf. Was up on a shelf. That's no, weird. I didn't yeah. see.
0: But yeah, it's he, not he, that he, Lawrence the and Bone.
3: <laughs> he's making yeah, he's do, making some kind of like I don't know if it's like experimental music or, yes. or some kind of yes. We're, we're told later on that he's a musician, mm. isn't he? And he,
0: because the other thing that he does is he plays the organ. <laughs> uh, he play, plays the organ, or, the organ in the local church, <laughs> yes. or, and he's, he's been filling in the—he's been filling in for the organist. So, yeah. so, There's that's a nice shot.
3: John. I like the bit when he, he's riding the, the bike along the side of the, the wall and to, to the church, and goes through sure. a little tunnel, and it's all all done in one shot. Did you see that bit, John? Or did you turn yes,
2: it's it. I will say the bits all. The, the bits that I watched up to were really beautifully filmed Mm. a shot with this film. Um, it, it is just lacking in like, for me, half an hour in, and it's only one hour 22, this film, which is quite short. What it, where's the story and when is it going to start? Cause it's called the shout. shout. (laughs) I've got, I've got half an hour in and I haven't heard a single shout. (laughs) Not even a kind of, Raised voice.
3: Hi, it's Ross from the General Witchfinders. Did you know that I also do another podcast with my friend David? Hello. Well, no, I heard full before, that. You're not taking this seriously, Ross. David and I do our own supernatural research and investigations in our home county of Dorset. So, if you think that's up your street, why don't you give it a listen? It's Dark Darset, D-A-R-Z-E-T. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It's not that.
3: So as John Hurt um uh, is playing the uh playing the organ in the church, which um is he, can be I did
2: notice that he really minces up the aisle as well in the church in a yeah. kind of John Inman way. Yeah. Like, I'm free. <laughs>
3: um, we see he leaves his bike on the wall and then we see like a hand come out and let the tires down on the bike. Mm. Um, yes. And then uh John Hurt is sort of making eyes at the um uh, well, it's the uh, the cobbler's wife, not the uh, landlord's daughter.
0: Now, the cobbler's yes. wife—that was that was Bird Rack's
2: girlfriend, wasn't it? It's TV's. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not sure. Is it really uh, early on? Do you think? Because later on, it's Louise Jameson, who was Le- uh, Leela in Leela. TV's Doctor right. Who. But earlier, it's Carol Drinkwater, Ooh. who is very attractive to me, and was in TV's <laughs> um, All Creatures Great and Small. <laughs> She was the original m- woman before Linda Bellingham took over. Oh, okay, so what was she in Bergerac, James? This is I'm the question. At, I yeah.
0: might be just that was that was. I didn't even bother to research. I just thought, oh, is, yes. is that the woman who played Bergerac's girlfriend? But then you're quite right. on, I think it probably is. The way, I'm probably I'm getting trying to click on it.
3: But it keeps bringing up adverts of Domino's Pizza. One second. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Of course it does. Yeah, Keith. fuck
3: off! I don't want any Dominoes. She was in Clockwork Orange.
2: Not, not mm. right now.
3: <laughs> she was in Chucky.
2: Yes, was she? Which we need to do. Chucky. Chucky's brilliant.
3: And Chucky's children. I think she played oh. Chucky's children. She was in the Sweeney. Is,
2: is Chucky John Wyndham uh, or John was Christopher? That one of the two. Mm. Yeah. Yes, John Christopher, maybe. Yeah.
3: No, not and she wasn't in. Um, it's not as far as I can see, she wasn't in Bojack. She was in All Creatures Great and Small, and Tails in the Unexpected.
2: Oh, uh, of course Brilliant. she was. And Chopper. Every, every single person in British TV history was in um television. She,
3: she wrote a unexpected. novel called The Haunted School, which was turned into a TV miniseries. Ooh.
2: No way. She's still alive, and I think she was on a, like a TV series recently on something like Channel 5 because she lives somewhere like Provence now. Mm hmm. Uh, and uh, Helen and I watched it, and we're like, "Oh, that's a lo- she's a nice lady. That's a lovely place." <laughs> okay, right. So, um, yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> <laughs> what happened then, Cleves? Did someone walk over your grave? No,
3: I, I was trying. To, I was reading the synopsis of uh, the Haunted School. Um, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a James Herbert novel, to be honest. Fanny it?
3: Crow, a young English teacher, struggles <laughs> to establish a new school in the. W- w- wilds of 19th century australia as a, super, oh, as a superstitious local residents dot dot dot
2: mm. um, fanny crow that's so, what this podcast should be called fanny crow. fanny crow so
3: while um john hurts pumping his tires back up again mm. oh, oh yeah
2: not the, not pumping carol drink water he does let her
3: on in, later. in a very much um sort of howard and marina kind of
2: <laughs> going <laughs> does off <he> really going <laughs> off on their bikes <laughs> into the into the um Howard and Marina. So, Howard and Marina, dear listener, anyone who's older than under the age forty-five of 40. and outside of Britain are characters. <laughs> from um a, T- a bbc sitcom called last of the summer wine which lasted longer elope- than
0: the communist <laughs> <the communists laughs>
2: <bracket, laughs> who forever. would elope on their bicycles mm. to um
3: have a little bit of how your father they was i, I don't like-
2: think we never saw them do anything did we but we saw them coming
3: do? out of like like hay bales and stuff like that <laughs> yes i just thought it's <laughs> <So> really <laughs> sad why can't howard just leave um what was his wife's yes. name in it and, and just go off and live.
2: Oh, that miserable yeah. cow! Always driving around in a Triumph Herald with um, Beryl Reed, not Beryl Reed, <laughs> Thora Hurd. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there we yeah. are. Yeah, On so that bombshell.
3: Yeah, uh, but that's when we get. Um, uh, what's his name? Alan Bates comes over. Does his uh, his man spreading?
2: Um,
4: yeah, obnoxious
3: over the tops. Sp- posturing, but he just starts telling them, that I haven't eaten anything for days. Oh, I mm. know. And
2: his stupid big coat that you can imagine some fucking goth wearing. He <laughs> it, it just reminded me of someone in um, the Welsh club, as it used to be known, and I call it uh, club now, which is... But it, when I was a student, it was the Welsh club in Cardiff. It was mm. the indie club in Cardiff. Everyone went to the top floor, which was a night called pop scene, mm. and you'd have a load of goth twats there who would only dance to, like... Um, uh Bauhaus. The, br- uh, the- <laughs> I, uh, Bauhaus, yeah. yeah. The Breeders Cannonball or um What are those other fuckers called that um, think they invented music? Um, Where is is my
0: head? Where is? Uh, Yeah,
2: so they'd only dance to the Pixies. (laughs) When Oasis came on, they'd go and sit down, and they'd be like, "I'm not going to dance to this fucking shit." So he looks like he looks like basically that person, doesn't he? He's got like. Oh, he's
3: so dirty. Yeah, he, when he takes his oh, coat off at one point, he's got all these horrible, like, grease stains all over his oh, purple is he really? top. Yeah.
2: Uh, he's yeah. probably got, like, nicotine-stained fingers and stuff, hasn't he? Like, smokes rollies. He's always cadging a fag off someone. Yeah, well, Fuck off.
3: These are all oh, things which our listeners probably do, and they will switch it <laughs> off one <laughs> by one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, dear listeners, please don't take Ross's uh, aspersions I, I, on your character to heart. I that. am not anti-goth. I spend a lot of my time in churchyards. Um, I draw pictures of ghosts. But there's a certain type of goth that is – never women. They're always male goths. And I think he's got it down to a tee here. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's deliberate, but it, he's just like – oh, it's just boring. So
3: basically he invites himself to, for Sunday dinner over, yes. um, over to John Hurt's house.
0: I put down that he makes himself very comfortable, very comfortable, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, and he sits down and has dinner with John Hurt and John Hurt's actual wife, who
2: Susan, is Hampshire, is, Susan Hampshire. TV's
0: Susan Hampshire.
3: Is it his real wife? Real life wife? No, in the film. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Go
2: this on. is my. This is the point where my notes end, and it right. just says, "Should just tell him to yeah. fuck off." Yeah, which is pretty. Yeah, and what is that learned, English sense of like? Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, oh yeah, of course, come in, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Mm. Whereas actually what you should say to someone like this is, no mate, fuck off. No, you're not coming wife. in to meet my my wife. I don't care mm. if you haven't eaten, just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> And that would be the end of the film, wouldn't it?
3: I was tired, I was hungry, were you there? Were you there? I was tired, I was hungry, I was were hungry,
0: you were you there? I was gonna there? say those were the principles that the British <laughs> Empire was built on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can just fuck off. But the creed anyway. and the colour and the did
4: Were you there?
0: So uh, we, so yeah. as dinner dinner proceeds, John. So what happens then next is he says, "Oh, um, what where have you been and why are you so hungry?" And he says, "Does he say because the sound wasn't amazing,
3: Ross? Does he say he's been on a walking holiday?" No, I, I, he was he was in the outback. Yes, then, oh yeah, yeah. We yeah get and, on to that. Yeah, and then he but, um, he said that uh, that he was out there for for years. And yes. John Hook says, "Oh, did you have like an Aboriginal um, wife?" He goes, "Yes, I did." And then I killed, then I killed our children, and yes. then, then I've come back. See, and,
4: yeah,
0: yes. So we, he says I've been out there for eighteen years, um, and then uh, yeah, they, he says as Ross says about you know, did you have any children? And he says no. In Aboriginal culture, you have the right to kill your children if they are under a year old. And <laughs> oh, then the line is, does that shock you that
2: I admit to killing my children? Yeah, and that's then he that, then he frames I
3: mean. having a fit and and like collapses on yeah. the table. Uh, yeah,
2: see at this <laughs> point I'd ring the police, get him sectioned. Uh, end of the film, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and then he he sort of um, dragged upstairs and put to bed. While then mm. John Hurt goes and does some more like experimental yeah I
2: wouldn't go and I wouldn't put him to bed in my own house. No. I'd literally just throw him onto the fucking pavement <laughs> and say, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> James, are you drinking lemon barley water like it's Wimbledon? It's,
3: it's WKD. <laughs> no, it's Smirnoff Ice, isn't it?
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it make sure I've got enough energy for our high energy podcast. <laughs> I'm drinking an energy drink, but it doesn't look like lemon barley when you pour it
2: out. Yeah, it looks like Tim Henman's lemon barley water uh, from 1996. Right. Come on,
0: Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tim. Tim. <laughs> Come on, Tim. Wanker. Exactly, yeah. Right. So, uh, what then proceeds to happen is they yes. take in, they, they take in Alan Bates and they, <sighs> that he and John Hurt then form a f- sort of friend, a fledgling friendship and they yeah. start to sort of walk down and sort of go on walks to the coast. And yeah. he then kind of says to him, Well, you know, I've learned lots of things by being with the Aborigines for 18 years. I have kind of learned their secrets. And there were mm. magic
3: men
0: mm. and things such as that.
3: And, he, and, and John Hurt seems to know about some kind of magic you can have with a pointing bone or something. Yes, like that. if you point a bone at someone,
0: that's the line that we're, I have put down. I put, we've all had the bone pointed at us at some point, haven't we, lads? Yeah. <laughs> <At
3: some point>. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I did. On a, I did
3: on a beach in Australia and had to chase the man away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a flaccid one on a beach in um, um, a place called Monk Nash in South Wales. Yeah.
3: Yeah, a man was pointing at some at some young girls, and I stood up and started shouting, "You're disgusting!" And you ran away.
2: Pointing <laughs> with his bone. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, out of his trouser leg.
2: You're disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's earlier on. He dropped his bone in the cricket box, didn't he? he yes. Did, yes. 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 So
0: yes. yeah, well, so, so we get that, and he says the yes that you know they they have this thing that you know if you point a bone at a person. They can die. And then one of the other mystical powers they have is he says, I've seen a, a, a magic man go up to another person and while he's sleeping and remove his kidneys.
4: Oh, is that what he's doing? Oh, oh,
0: I didn't yes. understand what that was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remove mm. his kidneys from inside him, then drain the fat from around them, and place them back in his body. And that man will be um. dead the
5: next day.
0: See,
3: I've seen this film seven times. I I can't remember that. At all. <laughs> I can remember him like poking around <laughs> in his stomach. But he also tells him that he he can shout someone to death.
0: That's and now we get to the the crux of it. Yeah. He says that, that you know that's one of the powers that we, that they have. He can shout someone to death.
2: And then, see, like- this is the point where mm-hmm. I'd say, all right, Hold mate, it. hop on. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> get the next bus into town. I don't want to see you again. This is where films like this, I don't know if I've got a low toler- tolerance of people, but when I overtake people in the middle lane of the motorway, I stare them out. The yeah. yeah. hell says, what are you do- What are you doing? Why are you staring at them? I'm yeah, like, I can get over. They do- yeah, they're doing the wrong thing. They're meant to- there's yeah. one lane and there's yeah. two overtaking lanes. Correct. And- I'm quite, (laughs) if someone's talking shit, I will go up to them and say, mate, no, Mm. I'm not having it. And I think, you know, this is the central problem with a film like this, is that it's like John Hurt is putting, you know, John Hurt's going to suffer because of this, isn't he?
3: No, one of the things he's saying is that um, all relationships, the way uh, uh, people can have power over you, is entirely because you let that happen to you. Uh, mm. And, and, you know, you can have abusive relationships, but again, it's all down to you being uh, allowing that to happen.
2: Yes. Yes. And that's the point where um, John Hurtz would just knock him out.
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, John Hurtz uh, gets a bit stroppy about it. And then goes, okay, yeah. then, um, prove it. So he goes, all right, let's go down the beach. And then he said, you might want to bring a bit of... Um, said, cotton wool. Yeah, well, it's, is, um, it's, really it's wax out of a, um, yes. a candle. So he yes, said... But, yeah.
0: but John um, Bates tells him cotton wool, but yeah. you're quite right. He, he puts wax into his ears. First of all, he's like, do it now. Yeah. And then he says, no, I can't. If I do that, everyone around us would die. And he's yeah. like, oh, all right then. So they agree that they will go somewhere distant, in inverted commas, and then he's like, I will start shouting. When you can't handle it anymore, point at your ears. Yeah. Which is very good and very scientific. Yeah. He then unleashes the shout,
4: yeah. which I put
0: down, <laughs> I quite likes.
4: Yeah. Whoa. It's you, you <laughs> like the
0: enormous
3: amount of um, uh, fillings this man's got. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah. The,
0: dents- the dentistry. I thought, oh, when did he get those done during his eighteen years in Australia? There's a lot of gold <laughs> fillings going on out of bases now,
3: which, which makes not- uh, makes John Hurt grab Wait. his head like um, Captain Kirk always did. There was a, a noise on the Enterprise, <laughs> and he falls,
0: kind of, sort of. Uh, you know, head over heels.
3: Like James is a young boy falling down Um, court. Yes,
0: correct. One of the few uh, scrapes with death. Uh, And yeah, so he goes down. But then we also see in a really fast cut that the uh, the 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 shepherd slash farmer who we saw John Hurt going past earlier is within the blast radius (gasps) of the shell. Oh you're joking. And he and all All the sheep sheep just drop dead. Yeah. You're joking. No, <laughs> and then the insane thing is, is that John Hurt like comes to, and he's like blathering on about his shoes. Oh yeah, he? yeah. But this <laughs> is where it makes, takes
3: a massive leap. And I thought, oh, I bet the book explains this more. It doesn't. So basically, he, he falls to the bottom of the hill and touches a stone. And yeah. the stone he touches is the soul of the cobbler. So when he touches oh. it, he... Becomes he 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 managed he challenged the cobbler so he oh. some reason there's loads of stones in the dunes and each one of them yes. is the soul of someone in, in the in the in the village. That are any of the the magic, magic No, they're just stones.
2: Oh, is that something to do with what they say earlier on, where they're talking about that tree is mad and that tree? Yes, to a certain degree. Mad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that. <laughs> can't yes, yes, yes. I can't remember yeah, this. I remember that no,
0: bit,
3: but I don't. It doesn't make sense. They didn't well, make no, sense it, in the it, book or in the, the film. But well, it, it's just that thing
0: that uh, that all, you know, just if, if something is, uh, you know, even even if something is seemingly not alive, it can yeah. be it, it can have a larger significance.
3: Oh, we forgot to mention yes. the buckle yes. as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, basically right. he, the uh, buckle, yeah. he's I, stolen the buckle of the woman's shoe. That's why he's stolen
2: stole. the buckle when they're on the beach, which... Yeah. Is the same beach that they see the Aborigine man on, yeah. which is meant to be a desert, but it's not a desert. It's just obviously. And also, a beach s- something
3: which happens at that point, which is a little, more obvious in the book, that they're both having the same dream of that man. And oh, that. Well, yeah, that's that's okay. what I
2: would have questioned at that point.
4: Mm. And this mm. is
2: something that happens in Mr. James' stories, and and the characters discuss it and say, "Isn't it strange that we're having the same dream?" Mm. Mm. But in this, they're like. They don't even mention the fact that it must be weird that they're both having the same dream at the same time. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, yeah, th- this is a, that's just a weird aside. So then, yeah, this is the part where John hurts mostly in bed after after this yes. point,
0: and um, it absolutely buggers him up.
3: Alan Bates is, is basically <laughs> taking uh, taking over his place in the house, like and, well, of course yes, he is. So with with the,
0: the significance of the buckle is that we also learn he Alan Bates then says one of the other things that I learned from Aboriginal culture is that. If you want to win the heart of a woman, all you need to do is take a trivial item that belongs to her and then Mm. do some spells upon it. And then she will fall in love with you or until such time as you don't want her anymore. And that's exactly what happens is that she gets really, really into Alan Bates and they they end up having oh, a really yes. odd se- a really a really odd sex scene where she just runs yeah. up to him lifts up his his shirt and just starts kissing his back
3: yeah and then <laughs> she gets naked and then does uh, some promo no from um the um Francis Bacon, bacon. pictures
2: oh the buggers.
3: yeah
4: mm. <laughs>
2: that, that's what Lucian Freud that's what Lucian Freud used to call his favorite of Francis Bacon So um
3: this is when um, John Hurt realizes that if there's the soul of one um, person in the in <laughs>
2: in the things,
3: if he can try and stones. find the stone which is the soul of Alan Bates, he can then destroy yes. him.
2: So, yes. So he goes. So who? How are the souls of the people? It's not put into These stones. Okay, great. Mm. <laughs> it's not explained
3: at all. Uh, but then there's a lot more cutting backwards and forwards to the the cricket match as well as, as we're mm. getting towards. Oh, the okay. And, Goodbye, um, Max. Yeah. And people are starting to get. A, the, the, the crazy people are getting a bit more agitated and um, mm. Alan Bates is doing things like sharpening As a, a, a his, his bone into like a point. And, like, and st- we're told
2: there's, there's a thunderstorm brewing. Uh, I'm not sure you can use the phrase crazy people, Cleaves. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's one of the, so the people Lunatics? The, pe- Pati- the, the patients the, no, in the <laughs> asylum. The people, the people who are the patients in the asylum. Okay,
3: right. Nutters.
2: Can I just ask at this juncture, mm. Um, have you both seen Ennis Main? Yes, I haven't, but I'm very aware of it. <laughs> so both both Cleavers have seen Ennis Main.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so I've seen online that that the shout heavily influences Ennis Main. Okay. Can you can you see that Cleves? Because from what I saw, I couldn't see any influence at all.
3: No. No, this, oh, the show's got like four hundred percent more story than Emma
2: <laughs> Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Did, uh, did you see that it's opened in America today or yeah. yesterday? Or? With Bates
3: yeah, as well. It's, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, did you see he, he, the uh, director had a chat with me on Twitter. Has
2: oh, he? Yeah. Yes, he's a nice about guy. His jumper. Um, yeah. He's. Um, it's a good film, James, but it's weird and it's way too long. Yeah, right.
3: I, I remember I, I was about halfway through. No. Uh, First third was like fuck, this is really long. Two first thirds, we can. I'm starting to get into this now, and then the, yeah, the, last, yeah, yeah. First, the last third, I was like, yeah, it's way too long. It needed Yeah,
2: it, it is. is. There was someone snoring behind us, and hell didn't yeah. like it a lot. But we had a night. We went to Bristol, and we had a nice day out.
3: And someone in our audience was like clapping, saying that's the best thing I've ever seen. At the end, <laughs> <laughs>
4: really. Wow. I think it's one of those.
2: I think it's one of those films where you're like, yeah, that's amazing. Or, um I couldn't care less. Mm. It's very if you've got a, a, a kind of if you like the Cornish landscape, then I think that really helps. And if you can watch an hour and a half of the Cornish landscape, then that's nice, isn't it? But maybe that's the influence
0: because there's there's very heavy sort of landscape shots. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You might be right,
2: of, James. Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did you realise that we found the farm cleaves?
3: Found found the farm of what
2: in Ennis Maine. You know the farm where the house is. Yeah, we found it in Cornwall. So where men where men and toll is, So I I tweeted the picture and I and I copied Mark Benkin in. Um, where men and toll is which is the two stones and then the circular stone with a hole through the middle. Mm-hmm. We we went to find that, and it's basically like two miles up this track. Oh, cool. So we. Started off driving and it's like oh this this is okay. Then basically we needed a four by four. Hell was shitting itself. <laughs> I was just I just kept driving.
3: Or a two CV the, the ba- with, with a couple more French peasants <laughs> in the back.
4: <laughs> be
2: the car started scraping along these massive stones, and we were like all over the place in the car. We finally got to Menantol and went to have a look at it. And then when I looked across, I was like. I'm sure that's the farm from Ennis Main. Mm-hmm. So we went to have a look. And then when we got home, it is the farm that they use oh, in the, in the but it's, it's a total ruin. So when it's in the film that it is inhabited, they must have done all that yeah, with, yeah. with uh, set dressing, yeah. which is really good because it just, it's totally derelict. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no roof or anything. Um, so it looks really good. Um, but I, I would recommend it, James, just okay. even to hear what you think of it. Um, I don't know when it will comes get out on DVD I, or anything. I, I would yeah, say, yeah, yeah.
3: for me, I could only only watch that in the cinema because I wouldn't have sat through
2: it. At home. Oh yeah, it, in the house with Cleaver's attention span.
3: <laughs> so.
2: Watching watching three films at the same time like David Bowie in yeah. The Man Who Fell to Earth. Yep.
3: That's me. I'm, so. I'm, I'm,
2: no, I was going to say,
0: so you're quite right, Ross, that there's that point where John Hurt decides that he needs to locate the, the, the stone uh, <laughs> in order to sort of take control of his soul. Obviously, that's what's going on. And what I put is that he then sort of runs from his cottage to run down to the beach. And what I put is this has got very strong... Peggy vibes. The way John Hurt runs is (laughs) the way that you would run when you were a kid and you were having to get away from somewhere really quickly. (laughs) Faced by Poggy (laughs) Jones. Exactly. I didn't want to bring that up again.
2: (laughs) Or if you're a bobby knocker.
0: He he, he doesn't (laughs) sort of pump his arms left and right like that. He just kind of goes...
2: Like Harrison. Ran,
0: Run! <laughs> and then, which is which I found very, very funny. And and then when he kind of returns to the house, Alan Bates is there, and i just to paraphrase it, he basically just says, I'm going to be shagging your wife. Yeah. Do one. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's going to be happening yeah. later on.
3: <laughs> so then he goes and finds a stone, and yeah. smashes it with his shoe, and then which yeah. makes Alan Bates fall down the stairs.
4: Yeah,
3: uh, and then, uh, but also while that's happening, the police have turned up. Yes, and it's With a bit no... like the end of the Holy Grail. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. F- well, what happens, John, is like Nick. So, um, John Hurt has has run out and run out of the building. The police, um, first of all, does. Do they grab Susanna York and, and drag her out or does she come outside? I can't quite remember that but like, but anyway, I put they he, they they really rough kind of sort of rough her up unnecessarily.
2: Yeah. They sort of grab hold of her and sort of throw That's her the about. police James, isn't That's it? That's right. And whilst uh, well, yeah, the police are trying to
3: struggle to get Alan Bates out of the house, he shouts. Well, oh, no, the- wait, wait, uh. wait.
0: One copper uh. goes into the house and yeah. they're, they're, once again weird sort of ADR <laughs> I have come to arrest you for the murder yes. of your children. Yeah. He says, oh, I've come to arrest you for the murder of your children. And then he goes,
5: you bloody fools. I'll shout you all. Ah!
0: And he shouts, and, 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 freeze frame. And, yeah. And then there's a really weird freeze frame of Alan Bates doing the shout and the copper next to him going.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then we go back to the, the cricket match. Thunder and lightning starts going off. Jim Ballbant takes all his clothes off and starts swearing wait. cow shit all over him. Stop.
0: Stop, Ross. Stop. I want to bring up at this point, this is when I'm like, wait a minute. This Is, is that wildly. true? Yes. This. That, but this is when it gets a bit like, I know, probably him telling the story, etc. etc. But it's like, wait a minute. Five minutes ago, we, we were told he has to do the shout miles away from everybody else because everyone in, in the close proximity will die. Well, we've just seen him do it inside a house. And all the people that were stood outside
3: are absolutely fine. Yeah, but so he said he could do different levels of the shout. Okay? Oh, and maybe he's that. been weakened because he's had his his, his soul, soul stone crashed up. up with a shoe. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> would would sh- be undone by good cobbling? Would a shoe <laughs> smash a stone?
3: But if it's a special soul soul yes, stone, yes, because we missed out a bit
0: <laughs> when John, when John Hurt went to see the cobbler and said, "Can you put some steel?" In, oh, in yes. my heels, yeah. Oh, and then, and so then he's got when like the cobbler shoes on, yeah. yeah. And then when the cobbler is being like quite slow in doing it, John Hurt just sort of takes over the operation. Yes,
2: <laughs> oh, no, I also a
3: bit with the cobbler was saying that he had the when he f- fell out of bed when John Hurt picked up his stone.
2: <laughs> yes, he said, like, "Don't tell me that." It's really weird. I, I can't wait to watch the rest of this. One. Oh
0: mate, it's mad. So yes, and then we're so having had Alan Bates been arrested. It then cuts back to as Ross says the cricket match. A storm, a thunderstorm breaks out. Start off with they're like the guy who runs the asylum is like, don't worry, there's nothing wrong. It's just a shower. But then all of the psychiatric patients start going mad, including Young Jim Broadbent, who earlier had put his hand in a cow pat. Um, yes. He now runs back to the cowpat and starts rubbing it all over himself, over his
3: naked body, and, and then, stripping th- off. And then he starts pushing the um, the, the, pushing the scoring box Cuts. around, yeah. Uh, whilst um, uh, <laughs> Tim Curry and Alan Bates having a fight with the, um, and then it gets. Well, Tim Curry says to him, you have the power. Yeah. It's, it's something along those lines. It's like, you have the power.
0: You can do it. Yeah, and then something Tim like Curry that. manages to
3: jump out the window. But then it gets hit by lightning. And then yeah. they open the at door. The, at, the, at the very moment that he's doing the shout. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then um, the door, door opens and they're all like,
0: yeah, dead, they're right. all freeze frame, frame dead. again. Yeah, so Alan yeah. Bates is dead. The guy who is running the psychiatric hospital is dead, and Robert they, and, and and Jim Broadbred is dead.
4: Yeah.
2: So how does Alan Bates <laughs> die? Because he's been struck by lightning. Yeah, he's in the scorer's box, I and mean, when he did the oh. shout, it got hit by lightning, and oh. that killed him.
0: And then that is the scene that we saw at the start. Yes, with the three dead men have been put in the room, mm. uh, in in the in the hall. And she turns up and sees him dead there. But then I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait! Hold on!" So how comes John Hurt was playing in this cricket match? Yes. And how yes. comes? And that's when I started realizing. Oh wait, is Alan Bates just using people that you see? Yeah, around to to populate yeah. the story. And what yeah. has actually happened
2: here? Is it just Mad. bullshit? Yes. <laughs> also, that. It, 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 and it's then interesting it's like, to, is end. it a film about bullshit?
3: Yeah, and, it, yeah, and the, in the book, the um, it says, it's, it makes it rather unsatisfactory to end the story to say that Rachel and Richard were were friends with whom I was staying." So this is um, what's Our his legs. name? Uh, who, who's Tim Curry? Says so uh, right. Tim Curry's. Yeah, right. It makes it rather unsatisfactory to end the story to say that Richard and Rachel were friends with whom I was staying. Crossley had described them most accurately, but when I told them that the man Charles Crossley had been struck. at at the same time as their friend the doctor, they seemed to take Crossley's death casually in comparison to this. Richard looked blank, and Rachel said, Crossley, I think that man who called himself the Australian Illusionist and gave the Wonder- wonderful Conjuring show the other day, he had practically no apparatus but a black silk handkerchief, and I liked his face so much, though Richard didn't like him at all. So basically, in the book, they're saying that he didn't even know them. He just made it all up. Weird.
0: Really, mm. really weird.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that, and then it goes to the end and it's done. Really? Yeah. And now yeah. YouTube is showing me a film called um, Corvette Summer from 1978. Featuring Sounds Mark like. Hamill. Yeah.
0: That's the, that's the <laughs> thing that Mark Hamill made right after Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, but, and then weirdly, the film that John Hurt made after this was Alien. Yeah.
2: Where, where he's kind of wearing similar clothes, I thought. When he's mince- <laughs> when he's mincing along in the church, I thought, God, he's wearing like khaki clothes in uh, Alien, isn't he?
4: Yes. Yeah. so um
2: so what so what do we think
3: uh That's intriguing I've, I've come back to liking it a bit better oh, again okay but i'm going to give I it a
2: two. i think what what i saw the 30 minutes i saw was very thought provoking and very pretty mm. but what you've described sounds like an absolute load of old cobblers <laughs> so I, <laughs> literally there is some yeah. hardcore cobbler action in it <laughs> it just sounds very strange and i think i'm I think I was expecting a different film, mm. where someone comes back to life who's dead, and it's in Cornwall, and I can't remember what it's called. But I think that's a different film, so I'm not sure this is the film that I thought I was going to watch, and I, I can't remember what that's called either. Uh, I think I think Jenny Agutter's in that, but um, well, I yeah, th- I so- thought it was
3: going to be this one about a man who could predict or make disasters happen. But that's another film which you That's
2: used. the Medusa touch with yeah. Richard mm. Burton.
3: Yeah, that's what I thought I was going to watch.
2: That's amazing. I love that film. We sh- we should potentially put that on the list. I will do,
3: yeah. I'm going I to do remember. What you, how about you, John? Can, can you score for the first half hour? Uh,
2: I can't. I can't. I shouldn't give a score. I'm I don't great. think that's Well, fair.
3: maybe you could watch it before the next episode and give us a retrospective. Yes, I will
2: do that. I maybe. will do that. Because I paid £2.50 on BFI. <laughs>
3: You gonna watch it? Um, no, you gonna score it, James? Yeah, uh, I'm. Go- I'm gonna go for a
0: two as well because, as Mark Kermode said, it's got low key weirdness to it. I, mean, I was really mm. pleased that I watched it, and we. I said at the start how I once once saw the, a weird scene from it as as a young man. So it's really nice to sort of put full the, you know, come, circle. Yes, come yes. full circle. Quite beautifully put. Uh, come full circle and see what the film was actually about, and I think there was something interesting afoot there as regards to the whole. Uh, has this happened, or what's going on, and mm. is this a story mm. within a story that is really ambitious? And of course, said it looked beautiful. It kind of, and because yes. I think of when it was shot, late seventies, it did just kind of give me that really kind of nostalgia thing of how the world looks mm. when I when I was really young. Mm. So for all, so yes. I, I didn't think oh, I what an absolute yeah. waste of my time, but at the same time, I didn't also think it was mental. One of the things That's I also no, they just put mental.
3: Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I read is that um the uh, the guy who wrote the story, Robert Graves, mm. um, he was a bisexual chap who was in yes. a, a uh, in an open marriage, and apparently he split up a marriage by sort of putting himself into it, and it, also his wife <laughs> split, up, split up someone's marriage by putting himself into it as well. So this oh, is, really? this is kind of inspired by some of the kind Ooh. of uh, uh, yeah. Uh, tr- uh issues which have been an open marriage has, uh, caused him um and the fact that
2: you know semi autobiographical yeah. then in some way and i'm going to read some yeah.
3: of all the other stories in here and uh, the fact that this is you know th- this is written quite you know quite uh quite early some of the some of the themes and stories <coughs> that feel feel quite um contemporary even though this is written like in like the, was it the 30s is it oh is it's that no yeah. we can't have
2: been
3: Well, he was in the First World War,
2: was he? Yeah, Graves.
3: Yeah, he was. uh, He uh, wrote a book about his uh, when he was a young officer in the First World War.
2: Well, he's not the same age as Spike Milligan then, because Spike Spike was born in nineteen eighteen, I think.
3: So he was born in eighteen ninety-five.
2: Oh, um, it seems to be a weird relic from an era of British cinema. And cinema in general, where, um, more British cinema actually, where British cinema totally lost its way in the seventies was really popular and really successful in the forties, fifties and sixties. Mm. And then, then in the seventies was just like, all they really made was sex films mm. and like, <laughs> you know, confessions of a window cleaner and stuff yes. like this. And people who had been really successful directors. Uh, like um our friend who did um, Quit a Mass Experiment, whose name I've totally forgotten off the top of my head at the moment. And all I can think of is Val Dick, Kilmer.
3: All, all I can think of is Dick Bush, but...
2: <laughs> it's not Dick Bush. Val Guest. Val so Guest. Val Guest, a very talented guy, ended up doing like Confessions of a Window Cleaner and stuff. Mm. And I think this film is from that era of British cinema where... They weren't in the eighties where they knew what to do with these big stars yet. So they were kind of putting people, massive stars like Alan Bates in these really weird films
4: mm.
2: that, that no one wanted to watch. Mm. So they were, you know, they were still some, some way away from like success of like, um, chariots to fire and stuff like that. Mm. But they were making stuff like this. And this, this isn't a, uh, a kind of, Marketable or kind of.
3: I think people went to say it for the sound. I think if I think it felt like they. Yeah. I've got a machine which can do forty tracks.
2: Okay, yeah. what what's,
3: what can we do with this? I I've got yes. I got the rights for think, a thing called the shout. Let's do that.
2: Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, definitely. And I yeah, so I think a lot of these films were tax breaks for people who probably didn't know what the fuck they were doing at the time.
4: Yes, R- um, that's like
2: Rossminster.
0: The, uh, the 1970s uh, accountancy firm that, you know, things yes. like they they funded the, the movie Scum. That was yeah, the, yeah, a, yeah, entirely yeah, a, t- yeah. a tax loss movie.
2: Exactly. So, yes yeah, so you, exactly. you might be onto something there, John. Yeah. So, I think it's just this weird era in British cinema where um, they were, betwe- you know, they were between, like, massive figures like Powell and Pressburger and, and that era. Mm. And then they still, you know, they didn't have the stuff that was happening with, like, you know, this is like 15 years before Train Spotting or mm. anything that was showed any semblance of um is commercial. Is
3: this, is this is this film closer to Train Spotting than we are to Train Spotting now? Ooh, oh, seven, uh,
0: massively, yeah, seventy-eight to ninety. Well, they made Train Spotting in 1994. It came out in 95, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's eight. That's 18 years. Yes, mental. Yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, yeah, this, this, yeah.
2: We wait. There's less than 20 years between them. So it is mad to think that this is a real wilderness era for British cinema where, mm. yeah, like James says, the only stuff that was coming out was stuff like Scum uh, or I struggle to think of anything really. You know, stuff was made in Britain like Star Wars or oh. um, um I'm trying to think of other stuff, you know, James Bond films. But otherwise, the British film industry at that point was like sex comedy films, like yeah. um uh, Confessions of a Window Cleaner, or um, okay.
3: Uh, a list of British films from 1978. Uh, yeah, go on then, Cleves. The Big Sleep, The Boys from Brazil, Carry On, um, Anne- um, Emmanuel,
2: Boys from,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like, Death on exactly. the Nile. Mm. Uh, Houston Office version,
3: uh, uh, The Legacy yeah. of Leopard in the Snow, Let's Get Laid, Long Shot, Midnight Express, Nighthawks, Midnight The Object, uh, The Shout, obviously, uh, The Stud, Superman. Oh, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't call Superman a British film, though, can yeah, you? It's
3: 2 like... The 39 <laughs> Steps.
2: Brilliant. Oh, with Robert Powell. Wild mm-hmm.
3: Geese, Watership Down. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, so it, it's basically when. People like Lou Grade were propping up. Lord Lou Grade was propping up the British film industry with stuff like the 39 steps. Robert Powell, who was again like a bit like Alan Bates, uh, uh, Tim Curry, sorry, went on to be a big star in America and and played Jesus and stuff. Mm. But it was just like otherwise, it's just shit. Like carry on, Emmanuel.
3: It's weird to think (laughs) that John Hurt made this the same year he made Watch It (laughs) Down.
2: Right, an alien. Yep. Ooh.
3: Okay, so there are, we are. are. we gonna? I think we we talked about NS main, main So that's kind of my um something horrific. Does anyone want to talk about anything else? We are. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Go on then.
0: Well, on, I James. saw this in oh, yes. a uh, a branch of Tesco's, and when I messaged, <laughs> I, Ross immediately told me to buy it. <laughs> yes. Uh, because if ever you draw a Venn diagram. Excuse me, if you draw a Venn diagram of people that would go to see a psychic and then people that would buy Take a Break magazine, much beloved of this parish. I mean, we, you know, look at past episodes <laughs> of us talking about Take a Break magazine. You would find that that Venn diagram is just one single big circle. Mm-hmm. So some genius in the world of publishing has now done Take a Break, Fate and Fortune. Whoa. It's a spooky version of Take a Break. Oh My hubby's and- ghost is... Trying to split us up.
2: <laughs>
0: Evicted by a shoe-mad ghoul. <laughs> what the fuck? And um, have a spiritual spring clean. Declutter your home and your mind. Yep. And,
4: and the it's only the man here. who lived
3: at the, um, the ancient ramen. Um, well.
0: <laughs> right? that article. So psychic we've got outline. Psychic helpline. Well, it definitely here.
3: hasn't got Mystic making it, um, who's recently Is
0: he gone to the world of the spirits. Yeah. R. Yeah. R. So okay. here, here are some of the letters that have been sent into the, the, the magazine. Did I get a glimpse of the future? <laughs> Should I go to a
2: seance?
0: Why can't I be a psychic like my sister? Will our business be a success? And... What was that
3: smell? Frank <laughs> <laughs> says that every morning.
0: Well, exactly. Tell, tell her to write to the I psychic learned, What was that smell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what could all these dark thoughts be about? <laughs> <laughs> That's What? <laughs> um, Will I lose weight for my son's wedding?
2: And look who she's asking. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's that got to do with ghosts? Oh, my God. Huh. Ask the ghosts. But, yeah. Is that, a, is that about incredible. predicting the future and saying, will I lose weight? Meet the psychic cleaner. Just stop eating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the witch um, that makes you rich. Incredible. <laughs> Oh, the only oh, oh. Um, I th- it says "Walking with Angels," but I didn't think that's what
2: it said. For
0: a moment, I was like, "Whoa!"
2: That's <laughs> taking a turn. Anyway,
0: but yeah, the incredible. only um,
2: the only something horrific thing I've got really this month, a week, a year. It's Pec-
1: Texas, Texas, the psychic, psychic Course, course. <laughs>
2: anyway, Sorry, sorry, John. Is that off. the original name for the band? Yeah, yes. I think that was their album <laughs> title. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, The only horrific thing I've got this month is my disappointment with um, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen on Mm. um, Help My House Is Haunted. Right. I I
3: didn't know he was on it.
2: Yeah, well, they do um, Celebrity Help My House Is Haunted, so they... (laughs) The other celebrities, I don't know who they are, to be fair. <laughs> but so I was really excited to see Lawrence Lewin and Bowen on there. And his daughter was on there. His daughter was very invested in the um, process, but he was very drab and boring and he didn't really seem to enter into the spirit. The spirit. I'm sorry, it's a defeat. Like really. his
3: dress sense is is, is, is trying to overcompensate for a, a drab and boring personality. <laughs> do
2: you think? Yeah. So I was I was really disappointed that I thought that it would be a, you know he'd play up to it, but he he really didn't, and and I just thought that was very disappointing. Was so his house um, haunted? They thought so. Yes. By um and his daughter had a lot of. um supernatural experiences in there but you can tell that was she evicted by (laughs) a shoe man did you see recently that there's been a lot of um gossip on twitter kicking off about zach bagans no and other people about how he's had um shows cancelled on um, discovery plus no yeah you need to investigate this it's it's the, 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 the empire of Zach Bagans is crumbling. Mm. Wow. Well, we, I didn't know, he's, did you know
3: he's, he's done a feature film.
2: I hadn't, well, it? the original Ghost Adventures was a film, but is that the feature film you're talking it's about? It's called please?
3: Something House. Let me have a look. Something
2: House. House.
3: Uh, IMDb. <laughs> uh, I don't need to look up Zach Bagans.
2: Bleak House.
3: How <laughs> <laughs> suppose, Zach? Z A K? Z A K? Z A K? I mean, yeah. it's three letters, Caves. But it could be Z-A-C.
2: Mm.
0: It wasn't uh, him in Benji's Axe and the Alien, alien Prince, Benji was it? Zachary. Ah, Benji's
2: <laughs> Axe and the Alien Prince.
3: <laughs> <coughs> it's a film called Demon
2: House. Oh,
3: never really. Paranormal Investigators, that big documents, the most authentic case of possession oh. in American history.
2: Mm, I think I might have seen that edited into like a TV... Uh yeah, I think I've seen that edited into like a TV um format.
3: Yeah. Someone's having a go at us the day saying that we slag off J uh James Herbert. Uh-oh. But we think Zach Bagans is good. So that we obviously <laughs> don't
4: know what we are talking about.
2: Is that true? Someone yeah. said that. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Oh amazing. I I need to see that. <laughs> I can't believe someone really said that to us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they keep they keep saying do the fog and they've even left no. us a review on um uh, on oh. Apple Podcast just saying do the fog do the fog okay we'll do, do the, the fog, fog.
2: Yeah. um and then we'll talk about the time I'm sure that I remember James Herbert coming onto a TV show like on a Harley Davidson with loads of smoke right. yes <laughs>
0: that that was when he did that World War 2 thing wasn't it Ross yeah yeah what?
3: 48 yeah it was 48 a yeah, of like, oh, 48. yeah. <laughs> Ross remembers it. Okay. Okay.
2: Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> well,
3: I read all um, of the fog, so I'm ready to do that episode when you guys are. All, right.
2: all you read it for was when the um, they beat the teacher's erect penis with a load of cricket stumps. Yeah.
3: That's all I do anything for. All right okay it's going to be hard yeah, to get, because I'm not leaving any of that in so stop laughing so this makes sense
2: <laughs> okay
3: okay the next episode we are going to be for, yeah. doing The Woman in Black the night, the ITV version oh, 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 yeah, oh cool which is from 1989 um, Nigel Neal adapted by Nigel McNeil, but um, based on Susan Hill's acclaimed chiller so we're yeah. we going to be doing that <laughs> It sounds like um one of those um old computer games, isn't it? Where it, like you got to try and keep your car on the um on <laughs>
2: yeah. the track. Well, oh, that's good. I'm looking forward to that. It's long though, isn't it?
3: Uh, but on the on here, there is there's a feature version. A fe- a feature, mm, okay. Which is um so we need to decide if we're going to watch the TV version or the feature version. The
2: the feature version. Okay,
3: but I don't, I don't know how you're gonna um yeah i have to work out how you guys are going to see it that's all so um
0: oh yes and good idea again and just one quick thing from me i wanted to say last time we did this i, I started saying oh this is a really good book it is fantastic and then i went oh i can't remember what it's called it's gone it's gone so just in case anyone i very much doubt anybody really was going what was that book Chase? it's the premonitions bureau well it's a book it's, it's a book called the premonitions bureau it, it, that's it, it, what i the, the, the word why, premonitions why are, you, why are you talking about that um, it was because we mentioned, um, the disaster, Wales, John, where, where is it? Where the, the, the slag heap hit the town. Abafan. ABAFAN. Thank you. We were talking yeah. about the ABAFAN disaster and I said, oh, that's been in that, the, the book that I've been reading, reading recently. And then the title would totally went out of my head, hmm. but it was the Premonitions Bureau, which is superb. Thank you. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Got that out of the system. <laughs> right. Until next right. time, listener. Yes, Thank you for, mm-hmm. for thirty-five. As episodes. always, yeah, 35. thirty-five.
2: See, the thing <laughs> is, my Mr. James podcast I listen to—they haven't done an episode for four months, mm. which is crazy, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Well, I think um, you know, people will be screaming out for this. This is nearly a <laughs> month since our last one.
2: Yeah. Is it really?
0: Mm. God, all every single one high quality. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just like the films we review. Well, You've got well, we, I
3: don't I know we've got at least one listener who just listens to them on loop while they sleep. And, and that... And we,
2: <laughs> what? And uh, we've started to oh, infiltrate so their dreams. I'm so, so In sorry. In an oxygen tent. <laughs> <laughs> and the other day I was watching a Vincent Price film and thinking, I don't think I like any Vincent Price yeah, film. I agree. What so about that, 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 that picture of him that I tweeted, where he'd been to a sweet shop while
0: making Witchfinder General and had a load of sherbet dip-dabs? Yeah. <laughs> that was an incredible
4: image. Didn't you see that? you going to have to find dip that, dip also, <laughs> also, the kitchen
3: didn't turn up one time, and he, he cooked for the whole um, uh, Carson crew because he's a gourmet chef, apparently.
2: But yeah, that's true. He did his own book, didn't he, or something?
3: <laughs> well, it's, yeah, so listeners, if you can recommend a... Vincent Price film, which is any good. Last time you played oh, yeah. a Vincent Price film to us listeners was fucking Doctor Five, so we're not gonna.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolute <laughs> shit. And it's not the one where they go under the sea, whatever the fuck that one is, because that <laughs> is absolutely dire.
3: Oh, there was what House on Horror Hill? That's one of his, isn't it?
2: Oh, I don't know. Uh, a yeah. singular.
3: yeah. He's not good.
2: <laughs> no, well, he. I like Vincent, but his films were just bullshit weren't they let's face it Mm. he's no Peter Cushing no no one is on that bombshell absolutely until
0: next time people stay safe and thank
3: you for listening happy day bye bye everyone love
1: light and peace everyone you have been listening to the general witch finders support the show and continue the conversation at patreon.com forward slash generalwitchfinders Subscribe and spread the word at generalwitchfinders.com Farewell and don't have nightmares